Keen's turn. Part 1. Descent and Deprivation. Written and read by Melina Blanc. We left Jared entrapped in a tarp on the floor of the power station, a crushing pressure starting in his neck. Not of fingers, but of something hard and flat. This is Chapter 4 Red Ruse. The little star around his neck had escaped from his shirt in his fall, and the pressure on his throat readjusted, finding a grip unencumbered by silver. As it shifted, Jared began to draw his hands up in defense and stopped. In the seconds remaining between now and death, he relaxed his body, his fingers reaching through the folds in the tarp enveloping him. The tips brushed on a curl of paper. He closed his eyes. The pressure at his throat lifted away, and there was a thump and a cry of surprise. His mind suddenly calm, Jared sat up and began pulling the panel off himself. As the material slid off his head, everything seemed brighter, his eyes fully adjusted to the dark. Not far away, the vampire was climbing to his feet, a baleful expression on his face. So, he hissed, it's not a matter of visibility. Jared looked down at the scroll in his hand. There was a lightness in his chest, an openness he'd never felt before. He picked up the flashlight and got to his feet. Then you need to be wielding it, as it were, the vampire continued, which I'm guessing you can't do if you're unconscious. Without ceremony, he drove his heel into a bottle among the refuse at his feet and dropped to his haunches to seize a shard of glass, hurling it at Jared, who dodged just in time, the missile whizzing past his ear. The vampire already had another in hand and launched it, this time at his torso. The shard caught his side as he lunged sideways, shearing his shirt, and he dropped to all fours, stuffing the flashlight into his satchel to grab a rusted sheet of corrugated roofing off the concrete and heft it in front of him, where it deflected another incoming shard and another. The vampire aimed for his head again, and he lifted the metal, more debris ricocheting off it. Crouching, ducking, and weaving, he stumbled back with the steel shield raised, shooting glances over his shoulder, making for the stairs. There was a splintering sound, and a plank of wood plowed towards him, knocking the edge of his shield, the force of its propulsion sending vibrations juddering through his arm. He made the entrance to the stairwell, bringing up short and darting around the doorframe as a volley of projectiles tore through the space where he'd just been standing, clattering and smashing against the stairs. He pressed back against the wall, chest heaving, body tensing to make a dash for the steps down. The peace in his head had gone, replaced with a vicious throbbing. Try for those stairs and you'll get shredded, Red. He peeked around the doorframe. In the watery moonlight spilling from the shattered ceiling, he could see the vampire kneeling before one of the pallets strewn across the floor. He had torn it apart and clutched the timber in his hands in a bouquet of splinters and bent nails. 
Quit lumbering about and come out here, would you? He purred, readying a jagged board like a javelin. Let me cleanse my palate. Jared couldn't help himself. No planks. I don't want to get bored. Oh, come now. You have to admit, there's a certain poetic beauty to a vampire staking a slayer. I'm averse to poetry. Well, there are prose to prose, but... Jared made a dash for the stairs, hefting the shield over his head, and as he reached them, timber began raining down upon him. Footsteps pounded behind him, and the blow of another spear on the shield knocked it askew, leaving his head and neck exposed. He leaped sideways onto the landing of the second floor as another plank hurtled by his head. Retreating down the hall, he turned a corner, scoping it out in the dim light. Inky doorways to a few rooms and a row of windows. He ran to them. Oh, do try jumping came a jubilant voice from the stairwell. Break a leg, as they say in the theater. He swore under his breath, looking out over the garbage-strewn lot. It looked too high not to risk injury, even if he clung to the sill and dropped. If you'd prefer an easier landing, try the staircase, the voice continued, reverberating down the corridor. You... Hardly feel a thing. Jared wiped the sweat from his face with the back of his hand. The vampire was still lurking on the stairs. If he jumped, the monster would have to take the last flight and cross the main room of the bottom floor to get to him, buying him time to escape. But if he was injured in the fall, it was over. He could fake jumping, making a show of leaping out but holding on to the sill, sending the vampire off down the stairs and then climb back up and slip out behind him. But if he didn't fall for it, or opted to climb down the wall in pursuit, he'd be left hanging. Maybe there's another way out. He knew there wasn't. A footstep sounded in the hall. Shit. He lurched into one of the side rooms, trying to remember their configuration. Resting the metal shield beside him, he groped in his bag for the flashlight and flicked it on, its beam sprawling across the wall, licking the ceiling. There was a sudden sound, a series of tiny twanging shrieks and clicks, and something swarmed out of the darkness, clouding his vision with a flurry of confusion. Furry, warm things, brushed his cheeks, caught at his hair, and he cried out, raising his hands to fend them off. In a moment, they were gone, streaming away behind him, and laughter met them in the corridor. <laughs> Not a fan of bats. Friends of yours? Moving the flashlight to his teeth, he hoisted the shield over his back, one hand sandwiching the metal and the seal. These rooms all connected, he remembered, each with a door off to the hallway. If he could lure the vampire along here, then take the left back to the hall, he could double back and make the stairs, dodging in and out of the rooms for cover. The vampire appeared in the doorway, raising a length of wood, but Jared was already to the adjoining room and running along that to the next, more spears following in his wake, one jogging the shield, one slicing past his legs. 
Oh, face your death like a man. The flashlight beam bobbed sickeningly as he ran, illuminating the littered path into another room alongside the hall, then another, doorless door frames arching over his head, putting space between him and the unhurried footsteps behind. The barrage had ended. Now in a room with no connection forwards, he turned to take the hallway door into the corridor to the stairs, but there was no hallway door. He'd gone one room too far. This one was a closet. Heart seizing in his chest, he turned to go back, but a crunch of glass told him the vampire was only a room away. He huddled into the corner alongside the doorway, leaning against the wall, breathing heavily, listening to the monster's approach. The footsteps outside stopped. Lying in wait, I can hear your little heart thumping. Let me give it a rest. A violent wooden rending sound told him another pallet was being sacrificed for scrap. His arms ached from the weight of the shield, but he kept it high, bending a knee to rest it on, freeing a hand to take the flashlight from his mouth. He ran its circle around the room. Brick walls, empty metal shelving, a floor of odds and ends whose form and composition were obscured in shadow and grime. Fuck. Fuck. Think. To get into the room, the vampire would have to pass close to him, entering the seal's sphere. If he waited for the monster's entry, he could raise the talisman to buffet him into the corner for a chance at staking, if he could manage not to get impaled himself. If he hits me point-blank, this shield might not help. I gotta make the first move, catch him unawares. There was an itch at his side, and he rubbed the heel of his palm on it, wincing in sudden pain. Turning the flashlight on it, it was to see a red blotch on his shirt where a bottle shard had sliced it. He yanked the fabric up with the end of the flashlight. The cut was shallow, but his rubbing had started it bleeding freely. He touched his pinky to the wound, droplets of blood dribbling down it. What if... The noise of smashing wood completed. You're not getting out of this alive, you know came the voice from the other side of the wall. Hurry up and come out, and I'll give you a quick... Depositing the flashlight so it illuminated the wall across from him, Jared hefted the steel roofing in both hands and dashed at the doorway. His passage was rewarded by another splintered plank, striking the edge of the shield so hard it nearly flew from his fingers. Making a pained cry, he pivoted with the blow, hiding the point of impact, and followed the spear's trajectory forward to crash into the opposite corner, out of the vampire's line of sight. The shield sagged as he caught up the fallen spear and, not bothering to stifle a groan, dug its ragged end into the cut in his side, dragging it through the skin, blood leaking out onto his fingers, spattering the concrete. He let the stake clatter to the floor. Silence from the neighboring room. Dropping the seal, he tugged his shirt back over the wound, pressing it in to stain red in his ruse, while back to the wall he slid down it, scuffing against the bricks, drawing ragged breaths, ending in a gasp when he reached the floor. 
He had kept hold of the metal roofing so it lay covering his chest and neck, leaving the bloody shirt visible at the side, and now his painted palm lying open and empty in the flashlight's dusty beam, he waited. The vampire, with eyes of coal, came creeping around the doorframe. At his appearance, Jared tensed, fingers reaching for the seal where it lay near his knee, but falling back against the wall with a groan. Dear me, did I strike a nerve? Jared gave him a glassy stare. The black eyes lingered on his picture of helplessness, taking in the reddened shirt and the matching spear beside it, and the suspicion in them gave way to glee. Perchance you no longer have the stomach to face me. He sauntered closer, the right fang appearing at the corner of his grin, biting his lip. Jared didn't move. Not to worry, Red. It'll be over in a moment. He took another step closer, extending a foot as if to kick the seal away, and Jared sprang into action. Hooking his foot around the vampires, pulling him off balance, he slapped his palm on the seal, sending out a blast that brought him crashing to the ground, a fistful of pallet spears clattering around him. As it happens, he shouted, I got plenty of guts, and you make waffle puns. As he spoke, he heaved the metal roofing off himself, grabbing the bloody length of wood and leaping after the vampire to cut off escape up a wall. In an instant, he was on top of him, the Seal of Solomon in hand, its warding bubble pummeling the monster into the concrete. Proximity to the seal drove the humanity from his countenance, bleaching and brittling the skin, the flesh of the face sinking hideously, molding around the skull. But the talisman's bubble seemed now to be less of a bubble than a series of waves or expansions and contractions emanating from the scroll at irregular intervals. Each expansion had smashed the vampire into the ground, stunning him, but between them he writhed, snarling, limbs flailing with inhuman ferocity. Jared pulled back from the claws going for his throat, desperately clutching the seal, but wherever the talons neared his skin, they were pushed back short of contact. The red string, he realized. The vampire's fangs were out, and the cord was protecting him. Another wave went out from the seal, and the monster was flattened into the floor as if crushed beneath an enormous boulder, limbs pressed out, chest exposed. Jared fumbled to position the bloodied stake, but with the warding pressure already lifted, the vampire seized for his hands, claws stopping short of touching him. Resisting the urge to fend off the raking talons, he turned his attention to the seal, willing it to work, praying for it, and was rewarded with another burst, beating the vampire down. Again, in the absence of pressure, the monster fought back, this time seizing the stake instead, trying to wrest it from his grip, but he held on, returning his mind to the talisman, and another emanation crushed the resisting fingers to the vampire's chest. The stuttering blasts seemed to be driving him mad, and each time a wave passed, he writhed with renewed ferocity, mouth moving voicelessly, yet remained trapped under him as if the body pinning him were made of stone. 
Holding the stake steady, Jared gritted his teeth and pressed it into what he estimated to be position, grimacing as its jagged end drew blood, but yet another spurt of writhing jostled his grip, a focus on the seal and the monster went limp. Again he pressed on the stake, but even barring resistance, he wasn't getting it past bone, and it was too long and unwieldy to think of hammering. In the absence of pressure, Claus swiped again, this time for the scroll. Smoke rose on contact, and they fell back, knocking the stake sideways instead. Jared swore and focused another burst, moving the seal to his teeth to grasp the stake with both hands, making to drive it down. But again and again the monster twisted, knocking him off course, and again he found his focus on the seal subdued him. And as his stress and frustration mounted, he noticed something. The blasts were weakening. The vampire was no longer being ironed into the concrete, now able to raise his arms against the pressure, defending his heart. But Jared noticed something else. The vampire was weakening. The flailing was less vigorous than before, the writhing less violent. The expression in the black eyes as they glinted in the flashlight's beam shifted from frenzy to something keener. And then something else changed. The waxen face contorted with effort, and the black in the eyes collapsed, shrinking back into the pupils, fangs and claws retracting, hiding the declaration of the profane. The body below him now appeared to be not a monster, but a corpse. A fist caught him in his wounded side, a punch at human strength, but that was all it took. His mouth opened in a gasp of pain, and the seal fell from his teeth. The emanation ceased as it drifted down towards the vampire, who wasted no time but seized Jared's shirt, heaving him off him and scrambling sideways, smoke rising where the scroll brushed his arm before he could get clear. Staggering to his feet, clutching the wall for support, the monster fixed him with a look of malice, muted by exhaustion, and panted, Sunset. Next Saturday. Before Jared could regain his feet, he had vanished into the neighboring rooms. Snatching up the seal and flashlight, he ran in pursuit. The flashlight's beam caught a form slipping into the hallway ahead of him, and he followed into the corridor just in time to see the vampire jump from a window. He rushed to the sill to see him crouched on the ground below, leg turned at an unnatural angle. Jared pounded for the stairs, leaping down them and racing across the ground floor out into the lot to find it empty. Cursing, he ran the flashlight through the surrounding bushes, remembering the second motionless silhouette he had seen from the rooftop, then made a cursory search of the lot down to the canal, working his way back around the perimeter of the building, but finding nothing. With nothing else for it, he returned the flashlight to his satchel and the seal to his pocket and started for the nearest subway. He didn't see the shadow detach itself from a wall and steal after him.
having fun yet? This story's just getting warmed up. In the meantime, that soul deal still stands. Souls for reviews. I have a new shipment in. Or if you're feeling less nefarious, subscribe and you'll be notified when new episodes come out. And if you listen on Spotify, you can also check out the episode polls. I hope to tell you tales again soon.